situated. Yep. <sighs> you good? Yeah. Are you? Yeah. Okay. Welcome back to another Did I Miss Anything? <laughs> yep. Always with the laughing, this one. I just... My name is Lewis. Giggle. And Giggles over here is Heather. Hi. We're back with another episode this week. If you're new to the podcast, welcome. Um, this is a podcast where Heather and I discuss movies, albums, and TV shows that were seemingly very popular and continue to be popular, but for some reason we missed out on them. And Why are you talking like an NPR host? It's my new thing. <laughs> very, very low and... NPR, if you're listening, I'm available. Anywho, uh, Heather and I watch and listen to all of these things now yeah. so that we can culture ourselves and understand references that people make constantly. That up is, until that now, is that why we're doing this? Yep. Oh. It's so we can get a better understanding of the world around us. Oh, okay. <laughs> so on this week's episode, we have done another album because we went on a road trip yesterday and thought, yeah. let's listen to an album. We did. Because we're not going to have time to watch a movie. Yeah. So we landed on an album, a debut album, by a band who's... You might have heard of them. ...whose influence seemingly reaches every genre of music. The album we chose was Bleach by a little band called Nirvana. Yeah, that's it. So Bleach was Nirvana's debut album. Not that long of an album. It was... I think we listened to it in like a little over a half hour. Rather, I, I have no idea. Rather, It was a rather short album. It was like 11 tracks long. I will be honest, the first time I heard Nevermind wasn't until relatively recently, I think like within the last couple of years. Like I knew the singles. That was the first time I ever really, I guess, delve into the Nirvana pool. Well, I think, I mean, they were, we were a little too young, I think, to That's be into true. Nirvana at the time. And, and this album came out, what, Bleach came out in 89. Yeah, so I mean, you were what, two? Yeah. Not even. I was three, maybe four. So you should have been on that way before me. You're right. I should have been. But you weren't. You could have. So. You could. You could have been the baby on the the Nevermind cover. We have no idea. I wasn't. But I. Oh, if I was. By the way, that guy tried suing him again. I know, an idiot. And and. I mean, to he, be. I mean, it went nowhere. I mean, to be fair, it is his penis that is. Yeah, but it all went. Over the it place. went. It went nowhere. No, but still. Anywho, Bleach, yeah. uh, Nirvana's debut album. Now is it spelled Bleach with two E's or is it spelled no? Bleach? It's spelled Bleach like the cleaning solution. Oh, okay, I didn't no, know. Yep, like the cleaning yeah. solution. Actually, funny enough, I was just reading. They actually named the album after a PSA that they used to have in the '80s. Uh, it was it was Bleach Your Works Before You Get Stoned. Um, what? And it was it was a PSA that I guess the government, uh, yeah, I guess that the government had. Uh, had established to urge heroin addicts to bleach their needles before they got oh. high so that they would um they would prevent HIV. That sounds so, about right um, for Nirvana. So that's I mean, where the album gets its title from. I mean, yeah. Um, on it, it didn't stop Kurt Cobain from doing heroin, it, so... Oh, that's right. He did do heroin. Uh, yeah, he yeah, yeah, he was a huge heroin addict. Yeah. Um, this is uh, Nirvana's only album that did not feature Dave Grohl as the drummer. Yeah, because this was their first album, right? It was their first yeah, album was before Dave Grohl joined. Yeah. Um, it was on Sub Pop, which actually Heather and I just saw, I guess it was kind of a documentary. It was like one of those little like 20 minute vice things on YouTube, mm -hmm. um, all about Sub Pop which and that cool. label. That was actually a cool documentary. Check them out. Yeah, they um, have a store in Seattle, a Sub Pop store. Sub Pop is still a record label. Yeah, but they have like a store. I think, it, I don't know if it's like a record store or just that's like neat. merch or something, but yeah, I saw someone um, go to it on TikTok. But that's, that's a cool, uh, that's a cool little documentary if you want to watch that besides the point though. So this album uh, in typical Nirvana fashion, is very grunge. Yeah. Um, I was never one. 
I was never a big fan of grunge, is what I'm trying to say. I mean, it's all right as a genre. It's I mean, fine as a genre. I I'm never like, liked any of the grunge. Like, I, I was never like a Pearl Jam person. Yeah, no, um, same. Who's another big grunge band? I don't know. Oh, um. Audio Slave? No. I mean, yeah. Soundgarden. A Soundgarden, yeah. Uh, I was never into them either. Um, but Nirvana with Bleach reminded me a lot, actually, of Weezer's Pinkerton in that all the songs sounded very similar. Yeah. Um, and kind of, like, you couldn't tell... I, I couldn't understand I a could, word he was saying. Yeah, you couldn't understand a word Kurt Cobain said. Well, it was kind of like a Bruce Springsteen. You could understand, like, every fourth word. Yeah. Um, and then the songs just all melded together. It just sounded yeah. like one long song. I only knew one song on the I album. I did. I only knew one, too. I think it, it was, was the third one, right? Wasn't it I, about, I a, about girl? a girl? About a girl. Yeah. About a girl was, um, who was about his then-girlfriend at the time. Yeah. Um, and I know that one, you said it uh, from um, the MTV Unplugged. Oh, yeah, Al- that's right. Yeah, that's the one from the, yeah, the if you, if you watch, yeah, if you watch the MTV Unplugged performance they did or listen to the album, I think it's like the I think it's like the last track on that album. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's the only song I knew off of that album. It was I thought it was OK. It was fine. What you said it was made for six hundred dollars. Yeah. So great thing is a funny story about this album. So they recorded this album between. December of 88 and January of 89. So they started recording it Christmas Eve, 1988. They booked a five-hour session. Then they took a break for Christmas, started again between December 39th, uh, 29th and 31st. And then they finished it off between January 14th and 24, and January 24th. It was a total of 30 hours. Wow. They're recording a producer, a guy's name was Jack Endino. He mm-hmm. charged them $606.17. That's how much Bleach costs to make. And you can hear it. Um, Cause yeah, you, it's cause very, we, di- it's like a very distorted album. Because we listened to Nevermind, like, right after. We did, to compare. And it, it sound- The production value yeah. on Nevermind is so much better. <laughs> yeah. um, also, Kurt Cobain enunciated a lot more. You can actually listen, you can actually hear the lyrics yeah. on Nevermind. I mean, Bleach, I mean, it's, uh, I mean, I mean, Bleach sounds cool, like that, like. It does, that, it was like, definitely. DIY type of uh, yeah. album. Sounds cool. Um, it, but... it very much reminded me, it was like the musical version um, if if you're familiar with Kevin Smith's Clerks, it was like yeah. the musical version of that. That makes sense. Something they did really quick for like a very very low budget. Yeah. Um, but I mean, Clerks is a great movie. It is. And ble- I mean, I and, I, and Bleach. And Bleach, Bleach is, like, is good, Bleach a is a good album. album. I mean, it definitely. Um, it, I mean, it definitely gave Nirvana their start. Although I was actually reading the album, it was received well by critics and everything like that, but it didn't sell well. I didn't. I don't think it cracked like any charts yeah. until they re-released it. After in ninety Nevermind. in ninety two after Nevermind yeah because that makes sense. yeah because Nevermind Nevermind was released on Geffen Records and then I guess with the success of Nevermind they were like hey let's re release Bleach and uh, and then wait, I wait, think wait. Bleach took off they could re re release Bleach even though that was put out by Sub Pop I guess they uh, bought I believe, the rights to it I believe I so because I think they must have gotten when I guess when um, Nirvana signed with Geffen I guess they got their the rights the for pri- it. i guess uh, i yeah. didn't know i don't know, I don't know how I'm recording not, contracts i agree work. i don't know how music um, recording works although but if you watch uh if you watch that documentary about sub pop records uh sub pop i don't know how they did it um i actually forget what they mentioned in the documentary i know um uh, what i always forget i always butcher his name um chris novoselic no, cursed yeah. curse novoselic um chris the, is it cur- it's cursed Oh, wait, it's cursed? Yeah, it's cursed. K R I S T. I think it's still Chris. Oh, Chris? I think it's okay, that's fine. Chris Novus. Oh, I thought it was just Chris. Um Novoselic. Who's uh the bass player for Nirvana. Yeah. Uh he went into Sub Pop's offices one day 
and the guys that own Sub Pop were discussing because they were trying to keep Nirvana on Sub Pop because they were blowing up Sub Pop. Um, Nirvana ended up going with Geffen, but Sub Pop retained like they they still got some royal they still got some cutback from Nirvana or from Nevermind, which is actually how Sub Pop was able to stay afloat at the time after losing Nirvana because at the time I think they only had like two other bands that were relatively big. And it was a band called Mud Honey. Oh yeah, I know Mud. Oh yeah, Mud Honey's a big grunge band. Um, and then I think Tap, Mud- I think was the name uh, of the other band. Mud Honey, I definitely know. Um, or, yeah, it was Mud Honey and Tap. I think was the second band. Um, so at the time that was all Sub Pop had, and it was because of the royalties that they were receiving from Nevermind that they were actually to uh, they were actually um, able to stay afloat for a little bit. Um, again, watch that documentary if you get a chance. Um, Bleach again, I thought was fine. I like. Never mind a lot better. In Utero, I have not heard. You probably know and a good amount of songs on it, though. Probably. They still had a, a lot of singles from that album. Because, I Did mean, they? yeah, because that was the last album they put out. Yeah. And Kurt Cobain died. I mean, if he didn't kill himself, they would they would have still been making records, I'm assuming. I don't know. He died. I mean, he killed himself in the middle of the, in the height he, of their careers. He did, but he There'd also... There'd be no Foo Fighters. That's true. If he didn't but he, die. But um, he did... Like, I don't think he was a big fan of, like, how the music industry worked. Cause, no, cause but, he, I've been I mean, reading, but I still think he would have been making music. Yeah, because I've been reading uh, I've been reading uh, Dave Grohl's book, Storyteller, and uh, there's a little portion where he talks about, obviously, his time in Nirvana and, and Kurt Cobain and stuff, and I think uh, Kurt Cobain was not a fan of, like, how the business was done. I definitely think Nirvana... I mean, yeah, that makes... That, that tracks. I think... I, if I had to guess... If Kurt Cobain had stayed stayed alive, I definitely think they would have dropped their label and become like an independent act. Probably, maybe. Um, especially at that point, they could have because they maybe had he would have stopped so in, much money. Maybe from he would have stopped the music business because, like, I mean, again, I mean, we saw we watched a documentary on him, a couple of them actually, on Kurt Cobain, and like, yeah, he didn't seem like he was into like the fame or yeah, like it like, got like, to doing a point, interviews and shit. Yeah, like, he and didn't then, like that stuff. When, he just wanted to make music. Yeah, and when Nevermind blew up, like I think in that documentary he mentioned like he hated like dealing with like um like all the press crap that you have to do like yeah because i mean album. we've I mean, and he we've, was getting tired of touring i think well interviews for music it's annoying it's annoying like radio interviews and shit are you get asked the same questions all the time like and tv it's interviews so, it's the same thing the same, yeah any I mean, kind of you watch any, junket outlet yeah you watch any actor when they promote a movie on like any of the late night shows it's yeah. the same questions with the same answers and now it's the same now it's with podcasts and, and now it's podcasts. everyone goes yeah. in the same now, on the yeah. same like 10 podcasts and get asked the same 10 questions it's insane yeah yeah um, also another fun fact about Bleach, it's working title was too many humans and then hmm. it was, and then it was renamed Bleach because of, uh, uh, Cobain, uh, Cobain found like that, uh, that AIDS PSA and he was like, yeah, let's make it Bleach. I kind of like so, the too many humans thing. I mean, there like are. Too many humans, there, there, are. there are. Well, yeah, I guess back then there probably were. Yeah. I mean, now, now millennials aren't having babies anymore, so. It'll even out. So like it in, so won't. in like 30 years, apparently there's going to be no workforce, but whatever. Yeah. Anyway, that has nothing to do with anything. That, yeah. <laughs> Just something, just something I read. Yeah. So on the internet. <laughs> so bleach. So bleach. Uh, not received. Uh, well, it was received well. It didn't sell well. Yeah. Um. It's de- it definitely made up for it since I think when it originally released, it peaked at number eight on the UK indie albums chart. Mm-hmm. Number thirty-seven on the U.S. progressive retail chart. I don't even know what chart that is. And it was number twenty-two on the U.S. college radio chart. That's so there's cool. that. Was one of the songs from that album the? This- like the song that they got played on the radio and made them like kind of popular or was that from Nevermind or was that uh, Smells Like Teen, Teen Spirit I think Smells Like Teen Spirit was the one that was like a record like because isn't there like a story where like 
one um, radio station DJ in Seattle picked up one of their songs, and they were the first person. They were the first. People oh yeah, to that play. was that, that was what we were watching. That was part of that sub pop. That's thing what I'm we were saying. Watching. So he, they were the first people to play Nirvana. Yeah, B- but was that? I forget what song. It was. I'm assuming that was from Bleach, because I mean it had to have been right because that was their first album. They yeah, it had to have been. I wonder actually. Yeah, uh, I can't remember what song it was though. That's funny. So. I was just reading because I was trying to find that song. So apparently in 93, uh, Cobain had an interview with Spin. uh, And he said that that when he was doing Bleach, he didn't give a fuck what the lyrics were about and claimed that 80% of the lyrics were written the night before the recording. That tracks, I Which, feel like. I mean, yeah, because... I mean, to be fair, I don't know what the lyrics like, are. So. I feel like most of the songs, I don't think he's actually saying words. It's mostly just sounds. Yeah. Yeah, and he said he would often work on the words while he was driving to the recording studio nice so good for him hey, good I mean, for kurt cobain i think that um, cha- i think that changed and never mind though like right i'm assuming yeah the never words, mind yeah i'm assuming the words were way more important his lyrics were way more important yeah so like like heather mentioned we listened to Nir- uh, we listened to never mind right after um first off production value a lot better I'll, also didn't realize how many uh songs i knew off of never mind i didn't realize so many were from that album so it's like smells like teen spirit in bloom was that album uh lithium was that album poly was that album yeah that album was huge so uh bleach originally sold forty thousand copies in its first run and then and then sold way more after uh, um actually when it was re-released that's when it actually started charting um like that's when it charted on uh the u.s billboard 200 it peaked at 89 so that that was bleach definitely one of those records you should check out it is i mean it, de- it definitely has its place in music history and influence i guess yeah it's a nirvana album you should yeah. listen to all th- i mean they only have three so they you only have yeah to well technically well, four if you, yeah if you count the unplugged album that's yeah um, which is but yeah good i remember watching that unplugged i mean obviously not live because i mean i i mean eh, maybe no it's probably like eight that, that I, happened I think, yeah, but no. maybe i wasn't watching it but like i remember watching it later like on mtv like they replayed it yeah um and also ple- uh, bleach was uh, certified platinum in 95 um at that point it had sold 1.9 oh, million copies so it took what is that six years it took six years to go platinum um and i'm assuming most of that is because of Nevermind. and uh it is still currently um sub pop's best-selling album to date bleach bleach nice so good for them there you go um that's bleach the sub pop still so sub pop still a thing right it is and so they, what bands do they have on there now um, I mean, we watched it we saw I, it. Know, I guess we saw it but i forget i know the resurgence uh sub pop came back into light with uh, the postal service back in oh yeah like death cab and the Postal were all on that right death i don't cab think i don't know there? if death cab was oh. i know i know they and came I... back with they came back with postal service because that album give up which is the one um such great heights which is the post the one postal service song that everyone knows mm-hmm. um that one blew up for them i think right now yeah they yeah so so they have two albums that have been certified platinum it was bleach by nirvana and give up by postal service because mm. um, there's one... oh they have a band of horses oh i like them they um are they? I don't know if they still are, but they were. They have. Uh, they. They. Their. Their album. Everything all the time went gold. Um, the Shins were on Sub Pop. Um, oh, F- Fleet Foxes. I don't know who Fleet Foxes are. I mean, it's a band. Okay. Yeah. So. Like alternative, I guess. Oh, Beach House. Bob's Burgers. Oh, did they put their album out? Because they have an album. Oh, they have a couple oh yeah, albums. I guess yeah. Oh, like, they put it out through Sub Pop. That's cool. There you go. I so like, yeah, so the soundtrack, sweet. the soundtrack for Bob's Burgers was released on Sub Pop. 
I like that. I actually have that album. Do we? I, I do, yeah. I got it oh, from the CD. Uh, yeah, I got it from my time when I worked in radio. We should get it. We should get the we should get the vinyl. Death Oh, Death Cab for Cutie. What's up, Pop? Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah, Dinosaur Jr. I forgot about them. David Cross, the comedian? I guess Oh, he might have put he might Oh, puts, there you go. He probably puts his, So he's probably yeah. yeah so his David al- Cross. Comedy albums out on there. That's cool. David Cross is on like Sub Pop. Are they actually The Farts with a Z? I like that. I don't know them, but I like it. Oh, Flight of the Concords is Sub Pop. That's cool. Fugazi, yeah. Fugazi was huge. Yeah, yeah. in the 80s, yeah. 80s, 90s, uh, Fugazi. Well, they've, yeah, they got some... Might check out some Sub Pop. That's cool. Axe. They got some good... Yeah, I do want to take a trip to Seattle. When we lived in California, we should have went. We, that we, um, that I mean, was one of my regrets go. from living on the West Coast. We were so close. I mean, not so close, but like way closer than we are now. Yeah. Oh, Patton Oswalt. Oh, cool. Puts his albums out on there. I really want to go to Seattle. Rick and Morty. That that tracks, yeah, yeah. The Shins. Son- oh, Sonic Youth. Smashing Pumpkins. Oh, shit. Oh, Soundgarden. S- and they oh, were- Sunny Day Real Estate. Like oh, them. damn, yeah, there's a lot of... Um, Soundgarden's the one band that they had from the beginning that stayed on the entire time, right? Because I, I remember them saying there was so. a big band that did that. I think it was Soundgarden. They never left. Or Mudhoney. It was one of the two. It was one or of them. Or maybe both. It was one of them. Yeah. Oh, the Yo-Yos. Oh, I don't know them. Wasn't the Yo-Yo... Didn't they do that song, Maps? Was that the yo-yos? No, that's um, of somebody else. No, that's the yeah, yeah, yes. That's what it was. Never mind. Yeah, and it's it's funny. So the the woman that runs Sub Pop now was actually the woman that was like the receptionist for Sub Pop when it got started, back when it got started. I don't, I don't 80s, remember. Eighties, probably. Eighties, yeah. yeah. Um, but she was the woman that was like the um the receptionist there, and they actually tell a great story in the documentary where she's uh she's answering the phone because it was I think it was when Nirvana started taking off. And everyone was, like, curious to know about, like, what grunge is as a genre. And so, like, one of the co-founders, they were sitting in the same room, and the co-founder told her, like, yeah, just make up words and say it. So she would, like, make up words, and then they, like, printed it in in these articles and magazines, and, like, a lot of these, I guess, stuck, and they were, they've they been identified with grunge, which was funny, because it was just nonsense she was spewing, and now it's, like, tied to the genre. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, uh, so check out Bleach. I, again... Not my favorite Nirvana album. Uh, I think that definitely goes to Nevermind. Although, to be fair, I've never listened to In Utero, but I think Nevermind probably sounds better. Yeah. Just going on assumption. So check out Bleach if you're so inclined. Yeah, I think you should. Um, I mean, it's a quick listen. It's like 35, 37 minute long album I just saw. Yeah. And um, it it's kind of cool to see uh, uh, Nirvana's progression. Like if you listen to Bleach and then Nevermind back to back, they're like two very different albums. Yeah. Um, and Nirvana, the or Nirvana. Damn it! I keep calling that album Nirvana. Never mind. Uh, the songs actually, you can tell when one ends and the other begins. Yeah, they're Bleach, they, not so much. Yeah, sonically they sound different. Yeah. I think Bleach actually for Bleach, I think they had like one or two songs on there that were like relatively acoustic for grunge. Mm-hmm. Those are the only two I could tell apart. It was like the last song, and I th- think about a girl because I don't think about a girl had drums on it. I think yeah, that was about a girl. One, yeah. Um. But yeah, Bleach was definitely a good album. Mm-hmm. Um, so give it a listen if you're so inclined. Yeah. And check out some other acts on Sub Pop because I think I'm gonna do that. Yeah, Sub Pop sounds. Uh, sounds they like have pretty some cool pretty. They have some pretty neat acts on there. Um, that's it for this week. Yeah. Relatively short one. Yeah, we have to watch the Rams game. Um, we do. It's playoffs. So, so we're gonna be doing that. Uh, be sure to follow us on Twitter at Did I Miss Pod. Give us some suggestions there of what we can watch or listen to next, and we will absolutely take them into consideration. Maybe we'll listen to another 
artists from Sub Pop. Oh, we could do that, actually. There's a lot on there that apparently I've not heard, but yeah. enjoy. So maybe we'll do that. We'll do like a Sub Pop month or something. That would be fun, actually. But we'll see you next week. Until then, be excellent to one another and have a solid week, whatever that means to you. Bye-bye.